I met Robert Gage at an outdoor recreation event, along with his business partners, Danny and Jenny Israel. They were getting ready to launch their brand new business, Black Bear Unlimited. Each time I speak to Robert, he has five more ideas about how to promote Farmington. We discuss those ideas, refine them, then he runs off to coordinate with more people. Before you know it, he's back with five more ideas. His previous ideas are moving forward, and we repeat the process. Robert, Danny, and Jenny also created Black Bear Promotions with the intent to put a ton of energy into promoting Farmington, our local area, and all it has to offer. He wants, to, he wants Farmington to be a destination for anybody interested in outdoor recreation. While that's a big undertaking, Robert still finds time to work on projects like the Senior Project that captures stories and histories of our senior citizens before those stories are lost. He also spends time working on the Reentry Project that looks to provide the resources and support to take people off the streets, give them back their pride, and re-enter them into society. That's a lot to cover in a short amount of time, but I'm going to stick them in the truck and give it a shot. Want to see how it goes? Come along for the ride in Ken's Think Tank. Ken's Think Tank is made possible by the following sponsors. Ken Collins Marketing. It's simple. We help small business owners get more customers. Robert. Yes. We just picked you up from your brand new shop. Brand new shop. Brand new shop. Black Bear Unlimited. Black Bear Unlimited. A yeah. monster project. Yeah. So you just started that this year, right? We did. We did. We actually started it the you know, we started the prep for the whole thing several years ago. Mm -hmm. The whole genesis was uh, moving from our jobs, which are power plant and oil field related, sure. to, uh, to something else that, that has a foot in Farmington and we love to do. Right. And of course, if you know, if you do anything in Farmington outdoors, uh, then it's, uh, uh, it's bicycling and motorcycle riding and RCs. And, Right. It's hot rods and rock crawling and fly fishing. And so what we had intended and where we ended up is just a company that's uh, an outdoor recreation company. Right. And so we are the only uh, permitted licensed guides uh, with the BLM to go out to Choke Cherry and Largo Canyon. Um, we're the first permitted licensed guides that have ever been in Farmington for Choke Cherry. That's um, awesome. My business partner, Danny Israel, and his wife, Jenny, uh, have decades in Farmington. If you're in Farmington and you're an off-road person, you know Danny. And, yeah. And so yeah. Um, it's just been a, a dream of his to have a shop and, and to uh, have a company that gives them a chance to go out and <laughs> right. And crawl around choke cherry. I mean, what better job is that, right? You can't ask for a better job than that, right? <laughs> so, uh, and my transition out of the power plant, of course, our PM's uh, closing in about a year, and so, right. Um, you know, I need to move into something that that uh, pays the bills. And yeah. Why not do something I love? And so, right. Kind of an old hot rod guy, and 
Uh, and so our shop is uh, is so many, it's multifaceted. Several things under one umbrella. Um, we're moving into uh, promotions, which is a new part of the company, and and the promotions really are. Uh, well, just what a promotions company would do if you are an outdoor recreation-related company and and right. we're in Farmington, so right. we're promoting Farmington. And right. It's uh, it's all about, um, and I, I hate to you know, coin the phrase, but it's Farmington Unlimited, right? Right. So Black Bear Unlimited um, decided to support everything outdoors in Farmington. So you know, I, I kind of loosely call the idea Farmington Unlimited only because. Uh, it's got a great ring to it. If you can do anything in any other city, you can do it in Farmington. Right. And you know, the only thing you can't do in Farmington is deep sea fishing. Right. You know, it's just uh, everything else is here. And you, and if you can do it somewhere else, why not do it in Farmington? <laughs> why not? That's our, right. That's our whole idea. <laughs> um, and of course, you know, Farmington's a destination for for so many things. It's top ten trout waters in the country. It's easily the top three rock crawling destinations in the western half of the United States, Moab and Sand Hollow. And um, Moab's got the cachet of 30, 30 years, three decades of right. uh, quirky shops downtown and everybody going there as a right. bucket list destination. But a lot of folks back east see Farmington as a bucket list for rock crawling. Yeah, and, um, definitely. You know, it's hard to think of this area like that when you live here. But, you know, I, I interviewed uh, Lauren Healy and, oh, yeah. um, you know, pro racer, rock crawling and, and cross-country yeah. off-road racing. He said, um, you know, he's he's ridden uh, some major trails and rock crawling areas yeah. and tracks and everything all across the country. And it, this is his favorite, Farmington. You know, the beautiful thing about Farmington is that you have everything in, in a... Everything's close to town. You can go out in Moab and you can run a 20-mile trail. And you might have a great obstacle every half mile or every three miles. And right. at the end of the day, you're 30 miles from town. Right. But Farmington, at the end of the day, you're 10 minutes from <laughs> you're 10 minutes from Burger King, and you had all that great stuff in a three-mile trail. Right. So yeah, Warren's a uh, Warren's a monster in, yeah. the, in the industry. There's, yeah. Uh, you're not going to find anybody that's a, a better advocate for for racing and rock crawling he's done it all and he's done it at the at the pinnacle right yeah the best of the best right we travel the whole country and even down to mexico to go right. to go off-roading so to speak and farmington is still my favorite place yeah. out of out of all these places we go to to go race you know we go to johnson valley we go all these really cool places and i still love to come home to farmington and go yeah. four-wheeling in farmington any day of the week your black bear promotions in particular is not just working on promoting your company. You're promoting the entire area in various aspects Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. Right. So it's the idea that a rising tide lifts all boats. Right. Again, the you know, the holistic view of thing and, and like you like you put it, a rising rising tide lifts all boats. Absolutely. So Absolutely. you're just trying yeah. to raise the tide. The old adage uh, it takes a village is got a lot of truth to it. Uh, it takes a city. It takes a town, I guess. <laughs> right. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I love Farmington. We moved here when I was five years old. My father taught at Tibbetts Junior High for 25 years. Uh, my mother's a nurse at the hospital for 25 years. Um, and, you know, I've got a group of friends that I've known since I was a child, and, and my father's students are everywhere. And, 
we moved back home uh, at the end of my parents' life to help take care of him. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, three of my brothers moved back with me. And, and uh, we've all just decided that, uh, you know, Farmington was home all along. We just right. never really realized it. So, you just didn't always live here. Yeah, never, never lived. At, right. Never always lived at home. So uh, right. I've lived in, man, I've lived in a, a half a dozen places, a dozen places that, that uh, were great places, but weren't as good as farming. Right. And so here we are, you know, back home again. Because you're you're hopping, man. You just must think that you just have to fill every single minute of every single day. With, yeah. Yeah. With something, right? So gotcha. you've got you got all these things doing with a new business, which is not, I mean, that will always keep you hopping. Huge baby, yeah. Um, yeah. But further, you, you're you doing uh, something you're calling the Senior Project? The Senior Project, yeah, that's kind of a pet project. So uh, I had, my mother had six sisters. So mm-hmm. there were seven sisters. Um, and like a lot of families, you know, we were all spread apart and I knew them a little bit. I got to see them a little bit and I never really uh, got to know them. And so there's years of, of uh, years of family and connections that I just never got to make. And right. so they're all gone, my mother as well. And there was one sister left, she's 86, Celia, out in California. She was the aunt. They had the little red Opal Manta or Opal GT hot rod when I was a kid. Yeah, nice. I blame all my speeding tickets on her. <laughs> and, yeah, and uh, and she's she's a little bit uh, on the crazy side. In California, there's a there's a uh, a legal code called fifty one fifty. Yeah, and it's automatic three day lockup. Oh right? no! And that's and 80, eighty six years old. That's part of her email. It's fifty one fifty. Yeah. So that's my answer, yeah. <laughs> so, so I went out last year, January, um, to interview her because she's just, just she's got everything. She's everything that's left is her. Right. And uh, I set out to just get as much as I could uh, about history and and get it on tape and get her to talk about the family because there's some great stories about my grandfather and Pancho Villa and right. you know, getting, getting conscripted out of it coming out of a church when he's a kid and, oh, and so I got all that on tape and when I left she gave me her photo album her personal photo album yeah and so I've got it all copied and I'm giving copies of, of everything to everybody all the cousins my family everybody's got copies of everything and I realized that um Everybody's in this position. Everybody has yeah. a senior in the family that, you know, we all talk about, man, it'd be great to know, um, but it's it's kind of the, uh, it's the follow through, it's a commitment. It's like, right. what's, what is step one in your project, in your giant monster project, right? Right. So, you know, it's great to make a plan, but at the end of the meeting, if you don't have a step one and, and take step one, you never get to step two. Right. So my, so it's kind of a, a, a personal project that I would like everybody to have the opportunity and the means and the location to uh, sit down with the elder in the family and get them on tape and get them to talk about the family history and, and uh, in the digital age, make it available to everybody. Yeah. Um, and so I've talked to um, some of the local um, places where the seniors go, Bonnie Palace and uh, I've uh, approached the college with it, and they think that it would be a good project for uh, their film department. Yeah. And so we're making arrangements um, for a location to be had within these facilities and a film crew to come in and and, uh, and to do an interview. And we've got the microphones and the cameras and all that stuff set up. Right. 
So we're just going to give people a chance to um, sit down with somebody and, you know, start with their childhood, uh, yeah. how they grew up, how, how did your parents meet, you know, what do you know about your grandparents? Um, get some names down and, and give them a chance to do a little, you know, do a little family history. Right. It just seems to me that um, it's one of those things we all talk about doing, but we never really get it done. Yeah. You know, yeah, we've so. we've just you know I've discussed that within my own family, but we haven't done anything about it, and so, um, and it's partly just you know, like if there were a thing that existed that they have the this you know this organization or this group of people or whatever they have the equipment they have the right the know-how the thing just to get it done they don't have to um, put the project together then all it is at that point is just a commitment of yeah let's do this right. pick and a day you just pull the trigger yeah pick a day and 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 we do everything for them so um all they need to do is um is make a phone call and we show up with the we do all the scheduling you need to pick a day that's good and the film crew will show up, the interviewer will show up, whoever that is, um, and it's and if they don't have somebody, it's not hard to go from a just a little basic outline of, of the questions to ask, yeah. right? And uh, and how to uh, how to kind of flesh out the questions once you ask them. Uh, you get an answer back, and you take a detail out of the question, and you kind of go down that road, and right? Ask them some stuff about that road or that, that subject. And, so it's not hard to learn how to become a good interviewer, and all they need to do is make the phone call. We show up with the phone crew, and uh, and we get an interviewer to ask questions. And and uh, the simpler you make it, uh, if all the resources are there, then uh, all we really need to do is is get the people together. They can get a family history. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so, because I mean they they hold your family history. My grandfather. On my mother's side, my mother's my mother's father. The first day he wore a tie was the day he became a U.S. citizen. Really? Yeah. We've got um, we've got the actual receipt that my mother's mother paid to cross the bridge when she came into America. It's like a yeah. nickel. It's a receipt for a nickel to come wow. into America, and then she came in and, and became a citizen. And he was uh, conscripted into Pancho Villa's <laughs> when he was very young and coming, coming out of church and when you came out of the back of the church all the young men went this way and everybody else went right. that way and there's some great stories about uh, a bank robbery and um, they got him out of jail dressed as a woman and just some, just some really cool stuff that would have been lost to history oh, if we wouldn't have sat down and, and gotten this stuff from her yeah um, you know uh super cool stories my my father's father helped to build the bay bridge and and when i was just a kid gave me some of the tools that he used right um there's just you know everybody has a family everybody has a history um but but so often it gets lost in the mix yeah. and, and yeah. our lives are super busy today our lives are just they are you know they're yeah. packed full of running around and there's social media and whatever it is um, but it's a, it's a pet project of mine, and, and I've yeah. been lucky enough to be able to put it together and have people enthusiastic about it. More than an oral tradition, which is what we've had, you know, for a thousand years, we can, right? you know, we can have my great-grandchildren sitting down looking at a video of me. Yeah, um, yeah. When I'm still so pretty like I am now. <laughs> right? And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> hearing the stories, right? 
Yeah, that so, that would be because we have the technology to do that now. Yeah, we can just immortalize yeah. those stories. Absolutely, we do. But another thing that you're doing with the college, um, coordinating with, is something you call the reentry project. Yeah. And so, yeah. explain that one. How that? How did that come about? Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, Ken, my 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 best friend in the world, one of my best friends in the world, my business partner Danny Israel. He and I went to school at the, at the iPod program years and years ago, 13 years ago, something like okay. that. And, uh, and he was married to his uh, to his wife, Dee Dee Israel at the time, and they'd been together since they were 16 or something. Yeah. And uh, over time, you know, um, she fell victim to alcohol. Yeah. And uh, they ended up losing their marriage right. over it. And she struggled and struggled and finally ended up losing her life on the streets of Cortez. Wow. Um, getting hit by a vehicle. Um, it wasn't like she didn't have people reach out to her or she didn't reach out to people. She did. But it just seemed like there was, uh, you know, maybe not a pathway, I guess. Right. So, and we've all experienced this. We all have friends. We all have family. We yeah. all have, uh, you know, we see the... the we see the uh, struggles that Farmington has had with trying to, trying to find a way right. for people who are homeless or, or people who are struggling with alcohol, and some on the streets are, are mm -hmm. still on the streets. And so, um, I've got this reentry idea that I've uh, spoken with a lot of people with, uh, people within the uh, within the. Uh, structure of business in the San Juan County who are related to dealing with this and, and uh, rehabbing people at some level. And so what's the what's the idea of the project? Like what would, what so, would happen with a person? Uh, so the idea is that they would, they would uh, have a pathway beyond just going someplace for a couple of days, right? Right. Going someplace and sobering up because they'll go to that place, they'll sober up, and then they will um, you know, maybe connect with their family, get to talk with some family for a couple of days, and typically from there, um, they don't have any place to go or anything to do. And many of them have skills, marketable skills. Mm -hmm. uh, many of them want to go back to their family, but their family is done. Um, typically, you know, their family when the family's done with them, they end up forcing them out of the family unit and they end up in the streets. Right. And so we can have them uh, come from a facility where they've spent a couple of days sobering up. They can then sit down, we can evaluate them. Hopefully by this time we've already had an evaluation, we know what their skill level is. Mm -hmm. And we can look at getting them a place to stay, um, a small vehicle, this all can be worked out through grants. Uh, I've talked to a couple local uh, uh, car lots who are willing to consider entering into this program. Uh, a couple of, uh, uh, a couple of people who, uh, own some apartment buildings who are willing to consider apartment buildings and, and other types of residences who are willing to dedicate a couple of, of their units. Um, and there, there'd be some standards that people would have to, to adhere to. They couldn't just, um, you know, come into the program and then not carry on. Right. Eventually, my hope is that people are, that are in this program will be able to um, as they become more and more successful, as they are able to stand on their feet and, and, mm -hmm. and present themselves and present themselves uh, to their peers, 
really that's that's pretty strong peer pressure from somebody who's struggled and made it out. Right. I've approached the college with it. Uh, we've got a meeting sometime in the next couple of weeks with Dr. Reyes, uh, and we're looking at fleshing out the structure of that end of it. And and the whole thing ends up being a program where people have a path that they can walk and be guided down. Called the reentry pro- project it's, it's because re-entry it's project, it's yeah. reentering them into into the the club of productive absolutely. citizens. Giving a person their pride back, right? Uh, is is absolutely the number one thing that you can do for oh, a person. Yeah. It's just yeah. Uh, giving them their pride back and and then allowing them to help somebody else get their pride back. Man, that's why I like I like chatting with you. You've got like a million ideas. You're working on a half a million of them. <laughs> the others are just filed in there for now. Yep. And uh, uh, and and you're a promoter. You're a promoter for Farmington. Yeah. I mean, I in various Farmington. aspects, you're just. Yeah. You want Farmington to be better and yeah. and everything, and so yeah. you're working to various ends to yeah. make that happen. It's all there. And the beautiful thing about it is uh, that in all these ideas, um, I don't know if it's quite a half million I'm working on. It might be, <laughs> like, I don't know, 200,000. 200, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the thing about it is, is, um, yeah. is when I approach different people to try and broker the idea, get them involved, um, give them, a, ask them to take a little slice of the pie. Mm-hmm. Um, let them know um, what we're doing and how it's going to affect everybody. Everybody says, "Yeah, let's do yeah. this." Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all there to happen, right? right. Um, we just uh, put together the ideas and the people and the structure and flesh out the base of it all, and then um, people become involved. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant, man. So. I love it. It's working. That's how stuff should work. It is. It is. And it's working. It takes a community. It takes a community. Yeah. yeah. Farmington's pulling for yeah. Farmington. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy to be part of it. Right on, man. Yeah. So, I'm happy you are, too. Thank you for, <laughs> thank you for getting yeah, me out here. Yeah, thanks for today. going on the ride with me. I, I appreciate it. Cool, man. Ken's Think Tank is made possible with help from these fine sponsors. Basin Home Health and Hospice. I know who you are. I know what you want. If you're looking for print and radio ads, I can tell you that's not what I do. But I do have a particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a godsend for business owners like you. If you hire Ken Collins Marketing to build your website, people who look for you online will be able to find you. But if you don't, they will look for you. They won't find you. And you'll go out of business. KenCollinsMarketing.com